Hello, hello, hello. Hi there. Test, test, test. Brandon Dawson. Brandon Dawson. Welcome back to the Age Gap Realness Podcast. So excited to be here. It's funny because you're technically a co-host, but I keep addressing you as if you're a guest. I thought I was your highest paid sponsored guest on the show. Is that what you thought? Where did you get that from? (laughs) All right. What are we talking about today? I'm the guest. You're the host. All right. This is what we're talking about. So today we are in Dana Point, California. We're in this beautiful setting. The sun finally came out, which we're pumped about. Uh, We've been here for a couple of days. And this meeting that we're at is for a company that Brandon is a CEO and founder of. Uh, and when I think back to some of our just struggles in our relationship that have to do with the age gap, it has been around these events that we go to. So picture this. Brandon is a CEO. He has a girlfriend who is now fiance, who is 25 years younger than him. And I don't necessarily know all of these people. I know some of them, but it, it, it it has put me in a very awkward position at many times. And you and I have had lots of conversations essentially about how to build trust early on, but how to ingratiate and introduce myself to these people and to your the people that you work with and the members and the customers that we serve. Uh, and so I want to kind of dig into the tips for how we've systematically done this over the years to where we can show up to this event and people are high-fiving us and we're connected and there's not um, resentment or any issues around the work that you do. Yeah, I mean, first of all and, f- and foremost, I think uh, by, you, by nature of you starting your blog, mm. um, you've put it out on the table and, and um, I, th- I think that... Um, it's very hard to throw stones at people when they're open and honest and transparent about their relationship. So part of what you're feeling is, is your confidence uh, today and your ability to come because you have a purpose, you have a plan, you have your own thing going on, and you're feeling the rhythm of success with that. And I think over the years, your own confidence level has gone up and up and up because uh, there's it's not like you're showing up and people don't know who we are. There's no back room chatter. I mean, you put it out there. You you talk about it openly and honestly. And um, to to just be completely honest, you make me better in everything I do. And Aww. so people meet me, they see how happy I am, how committed I am, and they see how much stronger I am because I have a partner that makes me better. And I think if you can get to where you're serving each other and loving each other, um, it makes the other partner better. And it's obvious to everybody around. So if you want to have confidence walking in a room with, uh, to be honest, with thought leaders in an industry that have been unbelievably successful in business, who... Uh, all deal with people of all ages working in their business, so so they're used to seeing younger people and older people around them. And the way you conduct yourself with those people, they respect you. Yeah, and it definitely wasn't always that way. I think you make a really good point in something that I didn't even pay attention to, and that is I used to not have a purpose coming to these meetings. So I would come, even last year and all of the years prior, I would show up to these meetings and I would be there to support you, and although that, that that's a great role, 
there was a lot of still insecurity of like, I felt like I was just flying around to be there for you and you had your own thing going on. You have people you need to be talking to. So I didn't really have the confidence to kind of step into my own role and to understand the importance of the role that I do play. But secondly, I have launched this blog since the last owner summit and I know what we're doing. I know what we're building to. So there's like these, this two part system to first acknowledging and being okay with it's okay that I'm just here to be your support system like that. I should have been more confident about it. And I wish I would have been more confident about it in the events past because that in and of itself is an important role to go further with that. And to further our mission, we're working together. So just yesterday we launched uh, a leadership program that we're going to be launching again in the coming months. But my role was with that program and I wanted to make myself useful. And I don't think I made that decision out of insecurity or feeling like I needed to be important. That just kind of naturally came about for the two of us. But it it has been this process of, I didn't used to feel comfortable. I used to feel very uncomfortable in these meetings. And it would range from the spectrum of, what do I wear? What do I say? Who am I spending time with? And early on, I think one tip that I would give to people in being in these environments would be to bring a loved one or to bring an advocate that isn't your significant other. So for me, that isn't you that can be there to be supportive. Uh, my mom has come to so many events with me and I I've developed relationships with some of the team members within your business. But for me, having my mom there was always in some ways a security blanket. And, and I say that, Maybe that sounds silly, but for me, it's in a kind of a, a pressure cooker or at least what feels like a pressure cooker, having an ally and not throwing all of my emotions onto you and needing you to be there, let you do your thing, released you from that and still gave me something to have security around. I would like to just point out on this podcast right now that Brandon and I are doing this all by ourselves and the heat just kicked on uh, or the air conditioning and now he's turning it off uh, because Will is in Vancouver. So. Fortunately for me, that was the heat that came on because she likes it hot and I, I like it cool. I love it hot. So you made an interesting point. Um, first and foremost, let's let's just talk about the elephant in the room. Not everybody's going to be in the same situation that, that you've been in. Not everyone's going to have and carry the same confidence that you carry just as a human being. And not everyone's going to be able to bring their mom or a loved one to every event. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> so I think uh, arming somebody with the tools necessary to show up, be present, and be strong is what you're trying to accomplish in this podcast. Yeah. And I think what's fair is that fear and insecurity when you come into somebody else's environment, if it's a, if it's a business environment, a personal environment, and if you're already insecure because there's such a delta in the relationship uh, age-wise, um, the best way for you, in my opinion, to engage in that situation is give yourself permission to just not care what people think and conduct yourself at the highest level. Absolutely. That would be like the easiest answer and and I think the, the highest the highest form of being for anybody who's in a relationship like this or who struggles with something that they're insecure about. But 
but for me and just like being honest with the things that I did in order to that I can look back on and say these are things that helped me it's not like I just woke up one morning and was super confident and able to you know talk to our team members and talk to our members like it took there were baby steps and it's been a variety of years we've gotten to this point now uh but I when I look back I really do view having somebody again one of them was a team member Candace was somebody that I would spend a significant amount of time with and I built a relationship with her sure she was still working because she was a, a an employee of yours however I guess my tip would just be find one person that isn't your person that isn't your significant other to emotionally just like lean on and have as a buddy during the event because I does release you from having me be needy. Yeah, it doesn't help uh, when there's already pressure um, to perform. Right. And I already have an audience at these meetings that's several hundred people up to 2,000 people deep. Yes. Um, who are all vying for their moment of attention, and they deserve it. They trusted me. They trusted our team. They expect us to be available to them yes. and to be emotionally available because many of them are dealing with things in their business that are that are tough for them. Mm -hmm. And they need guidance. And they need guidance. What I would say, though, is, you know, most people carry their own garbage around in their head and they project what their fears and insecurities are onto other people. And you made a very good point, which is find an ally I would venture to guess even, well, I actually know that in a room of 250 people down there, there are several people that are in age gap relationships. You're right. And so, so my advice to somebody, and it would be in any situation, it wouldn't just be age gap, it'd be any situation that you find yourself where you're fearful or insecure, is to give yourself permission to let that go. Don't do anything that would cause you to create more insecurity or fear amongst yourself. Like, don't go and, and have sidebar conversations with people expressing how fearful or insecure you are. Mm -mm. Don't go and be emotional and dramatic uh, and be seen that way because it's going gonna, it's gonna to create a bigger, more insecure situation well, in the future. Well, and don't go drink too much either. I think that that's a common thing to do is just to, you know, take the nerves off, have a couple drinks... That is, from my experience, the worst thing that you can do. Like, you want to be on point, on guard, knowing that you are the highest representation of your significant other in that moment. And and not like you can't let loose or have fun. Like, I'm, I'd like to think that I'm super fun. But I also know that we're here to, to impact people's lives and to contribute to a mission that's much greater than ourselves. And therefore, not drinking and not in excess, but just not... Uh, not losing focus of that because I'm feeling emotional in that time frame. Yeah, and, and not, I don't mean to interrupt, but also making sure that you're not having conversations that later you lay around in mm. bed or in the morning going, oh my gosh, mm. what did I talk about? Or why did I say that to somebody? Yes. Like, don't create your own ripple effect of fear and insecurity through your own engagement. Be above that. You actually taught me that. Like you, you very specifically taught me that. It was one of my very first lessons from you. Uh, there was some conversation early on about if, uh, if, if this project was going to work out. And I contributed to talking about like, well, is it going to work out? Like I was, I was asking questions to figure it out for myself. And your point of view was, 
why would you even like let the conversation go there? It's my responsibility to take control of the conversation and not to find out information from a source that might not be the source. Like I need to go to the source as a representation of you and on behalf of the organization, I need to know, I need to look like I know what's going on, not like I don't know what's going on and then nobody else knows what's going on. I think what you're talking about is just being aware, ever present Mm -hmm. and conscientious. Yes. Uh, of what's going on around you and and in in all relationships and in all situations so if it's me with an employee if it's me with a mentor or if it's me with a spouse or me with a significant other or me with a child or a child with me we all are an amplification and reflection of each other mm-hmm. So if you are going into a situation and you already are feeling insecure or awkward or fearful, be at your best and be on point and exemplify the person you're with and represent and understand that in that moment, everything that's happening is actually bigger than you. Mm-hmm. It's forever you. Mm-hmm. And don't do things. You know, we watch a lot of these shows um, and there's so much drama and it's public drama. They berate each other or talk about each other or yell at each other. And and I think to myself, like, who really wants that? It makes for interesting TV. But when it happens in real life, you actually look... Like an idiot. Like an idiot. You look like you're out of control. Right. You look like you're not sophisticated. So why would somebody subject themselves to that? And I think what you're trying to say to the people that are listening to this is, we acknowledge that there's fear. Mm-hmm. We acknowledge there's always insecurity. Yes. We acknowledge there are people that aren't always interested in our best interest. Mm-hmm. There are people that would love to derail us. We're just in an environment where if somebody else is not happy, they're going to project all that onto us. That is true in every situation, in every relationship, and in every environment. It's not unique to the age gap. No, it's not unique to age gaps at all. And I think that that's part of the fun with this podcast is being able to go so niche into something that isn't being talked about with age gaps. There's a thousand relationship podcasts out there or blogs out there but this is very specific to people in age gaps and I would like this content to go beyond age gaps because you and I do have the fundamental belief that the same age gap stuff sure there's some nuances but it, it's it's ubiquitous to relationships that's a big word it's a big word so why don't what we does switch that even mean ubiquitous uh it is like one it is across big words that's one of the reasons you do so well in all my business environments is that you're smarter than I am. Well, that's not true. That's not true at all. So to recap where we're at right now, uh, for me, my, my piece of advice is to have a key person if you're in the position to be able to find a key person. And then the part two of that is if you can't find a key person, just don't put the emotional weight of whatever you're dealing with on your your team member on your on your spouse on your your partner because that's going to just derail the whole event and and that's not living to your higher purpose as a couple and as an organization uh and then for you 
talking about like the no gossiping piece and just like rising above any conversation that is taking place in order to be on the same page, be a unit and not and not bring the whole the whole team down by engaging in conversations that just are silly. And people are going to think what they want. They're going to project yes. themselves onto every situation. And what you don't want to do is add fuel to a fire. Mm -hmm nor do you want to give people the ability to talk, talk new things about you because you're not conducting yourself. And I think, I think one of the things I appreciate about you is you're very, you're very aware and you're very intentional and you have always conducted yourself professionally. Mm -hmm. And people are stunned at your age, actually, because when they meet you and they talk to you and you're very engaging. I, that, this is another thing I think. Um, you know when people are nervous, they do nervous talk. And, yes. and and they don't they're in un, unconscious unaware yes they're just saying stuff mm -hmm. because they're nervous um if you're going to go into an environment where you feel that you could be nervous practice with your partner actually role play how we're going to talk about each other the things we're going to role do. play role play like support each other you know i think this is really easy to talk about i just i'm going to be honest here it's really easy to talk about this in hindsight and i appreciate your compliments of um that i'm i don't think you used the word articulate but you use the word uh that i that i come across well and to not have nervous speak uh this has been one of my greatest struggles over the years and I have learned this behavior. It was not natural to me. And that nervous talk, that nervous energy, like I still get anxious meeting people for a second time that we met early on in our relationship just because I was young and I was saying things that I just couldn't help myself from saying. And then I would backpedal and I, I did create a significant amount of insecurity in my ability to communicate early on in our relationship because I also felt so much pressure to be your match, to be even. And you are one of the most articulate people I know. You can captivate a table, you can captivate a room, you can captivate a, an audience. And so I've always put a high level of importance on being able to do that myself, but I would also like watch myself and experience this, this insecure talk and like filling language and I, I I felt like I couldn't stop it and the last person that I wanted to go to to make that better was you because you're so good at it and I, so your your tip of like oh you should role play I could not have role played this with you like I'm very articulate to you it's just with other people who think that I'm not smart that I'm trying to gain trust with that don't know me that don't know our relationship like I I I should probably think of some good tips to give people on I how have I practice tip. that. I have a good Oh, okay. Let's hear it, babe. <clears throat> You're very serious right now. Can you like lighten up just a little bit? Sorry. This is what happens when I've been, I've been Brandon doing. Brandon was. Um, I've been doing business mastery for the last two days. So yes. I, I'm in that business mastery deep voice. Yes. I need you to be like. My, I need you to be my cute, funny partner. Ladies and gentlemen. No, I need you to be like cute little Brandon. I know. I'm sorry. It's hard to. Don't be sorry. No, no. Don't be sorry. Um, Thank you for doing this. <coughs> certainly. Uh, certainly. That's his, that's, by the way, guys, that's his word of the weekend is certainly. Yeah. And he's very um, cute when he says it. All right. So I'm going to try <laughs> to lighten up, but yeah. I am going to. Give me a I point. Think, yeah. I think this is very important because there are a lot of people that are coming to your show. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how much it's blown up. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had three or 4,000 views of your teaser um, for your first podcast. So I'm very proud of you. Thank you.
I think, though, equipping people to have confidence is what you're trying to do here. I do. And one of the things that you're very good at that I would encourage people to learn to do, and it'll help all aspects of their life, is when you're nervous, instead of talking, find yourself asking good questions of others. Mm. It takes a complete... It takes all the pressure You're right. off of you because you don't actually have to say anything. And then the flip side is, in all aspects, people, when you are interesting, it might feel good to you. Mm-hmm. But when you're interested in others, it feels amazing to them. Mm-hmm. So the way you get people to like you and the way you take the pressure off of you is be interested in everyone else. Mm-hmm. And don't try to be interesting because you'll overcompensate if you're already nervous or insecure or fearful. Mm-hmm. So I know one of the things that you've perfected that you're very good at is just asking lots of questions of other people. And here's the art. If you keep them talking, first of all, everyone around you thinks you're a great communicator because mm-hmm. they see that you're engaging people and they like you because you're interested mm-hmm. in them. And they're talking. Mm-hmm. So it takes all the pressure off of you. So practice finding yourself engaging others by asking them good questions and simply write all those questions down. So when you're in a situation where you're sitting next to a business person at a table at dinner or you're sitting next to a spouse of a business person, you have lots of really good questions. How many kids do you have? How long have you been together? What do you do for fun? Uh, what do your kids like to do? What, what kind of business do you like to do? How did you succeed in what you're doing? And there's no dumb questions when you're getting to know somebody. And I think that that's the misconception. Like, just follow the conversation. Don't be caught up in what you're going to say. Really listen and questions arise about where people view themselves, where their their identities come. People want to share this stuff with you. And and it's funny that you're bringing this up because I do this. um, I've learned to ask questions as a protective mechanism to get the attention away from me and it's it was very intentional early on and then this switch had to be made where all of a sudden I was practicing conversations and just being more articulate in other formats to where I could still ask great questions and I I got that down and that's probably how I've won some of our closest friends um, from like a female side, you have like you have a very different way of communicating. My first go to, even to this day, now that I, I have my confidence back with my ability to articulate and be interesting and tell stories, but I still start with an hour or two or the first couple of meeting or meetings with new people asking them questions. It is never talking about what I do because I still don't feel like I have enough life experience. Even though I mean, I have my shit together, and I I, I don't I would don't want to downplay. That my experiences, but I just also know that in many of these scenarios, the people around me have so many more life experiences and it ingratiates them to me and takes the pressure off. You have a lot of listeners that are fearful of those situations, going to dinner with people, going to, you know, meeting family for the first time, meeting other people's friends, going into business situations. So what you're talking about from a, a, a conceptual standpoint is... How do you relieve the stress, the tension, and the fear and anxiety of moving into those environments and handling yourself at the highest level so that you don't create more fear or more 
uh, anxiety on yourself or on your partner. Because a lot of times you'll project that onto your partner and then you're making their moment. It, the drama plays out because mm -hmm. there's tension. Mm -hmm. How do you relieve the tension? You relieve it by preparing yourself to go in and ask good questions. Spend 80% of your time asking questions of other people. Practice your questions. Practice them with the person that you're in a relationship with. Um, and just be on point. And what you'll find is that it'll be easier to move in and out of conversations because you'll, you'll, you'll create an art form of communication, which you are excellent at, but it didn't come. Thank you. It didn't just come to you. It's it, been trained yeah, it's and practiced. It's been trained and practiced, and I have my parents to thank for that. I will never forget when I was eight years old, my parents were throwing this dinner party at their house. This was our old house uh, in Vancouver, Washington. And before dinner or before everybody came over, my parents told my brother and I that we needed to ask every single guest that came to our house four questions. And at the end of the dinner, we, they were going to ask us what questions we asked and what their friends' responses were. And I'll never forget my brother is two years older than me. And he was very good at talking about sports with the parent. They were essentially parents' friends of my parents. Uh, so he was very good at talking about what their kids' sports were. And I remember I would get to question two and then I'd, I couldn't think of a question for question three, but it was because my parents were telling me I needed to ask four. And then from there we shifted and to realize, no, it's, it's not about you at every conversation. You have to only ask four questions. You have to just be engaged in listening to people. And I, I think that every parent should do that to every kid because it's an invaluable skill. And I think we forget to, to teach our kids sometimes how to ask good questions and how to really listen and pay attention. But I thank my parents 100% for my ability to ask questions because they are the masters at this. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I'm in a relationship with you because you're very sophisticated and you're very articulate thank and you're you. very smart and you're intelligent, right? Tell me more. <laughs> Those are the things I love about you. Mm -hmm. The things I struggle with with you. <laughs> what? I'm not going there. Wait, no, tell me I what just... you struggle with. Let's hear it. Could you give like bullet points and I won't, I won't even ask you about it later. What do you struggle with about me? I don't really have much struggle yeah. with you. I love everything. I was just setting it up for you to be curious. The point here is I was setting you up to be curious. It caused you to ask me three questions just now. Hmm. I just stated something that caused you to to go off track of what you're talking about, to ask me questions. Are you Mr. Miyagi-ing me right I am, now? I'm Miyagi-ing people listening to this so they understand how easy it is to pull people off of whatever they're doing or thinking by asking questions or making a comment. Mm -hmm. So to me, um, what you're good at, and I think what your listeners should practice, because none of this stuff comes naturally for most people. It's in business, it's in life. And, and if you want to develop yourself so that you don't find yourself in situations where you're insecure or fearful, then put some energy into developing yourself. Mm. And, and what that looks like is write down every question that you'd want to ask somebody and practice that. And practice it with your spouse and practice it with your iPhone. Look in your iPhone or record yourself having conversations. Or and with people that you meet when you're like talking to a, a waiter at a restaurant or talking to somebody popping popcorn at the movie theater. Like there are always opportunities to ask people questions.
popping popcorn at a movie theater. You had to throw that out there because now I want a big <laughs> a bucket of popcorn. It's I'm my sorry, favorite thing. It's just like Brian torture. All Brian and I Why do is we th- go out to dinner. So that was one. And then we go to a movie theater to get popcorn. So those are the people that we would practice with. I'm so uh, sorry, love. No, I just want popcorn. I'll find you some popcorn. So, so the thing is, is that what you're trying to equip people to be prepared to minimize the downside risk of meeting people or going into different environments. And I think the first thing is, is if 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 the, they're finding themselves in a situation where they're fearful or insecure about that, drill, practice, rehearse. Mm. Don't just show up. Be on point. Always exemplify and edify the person you're with, so that people see that you have a unified relationship. Look, people will judge you if you act immature or if you if you're so afraid that you create drama, unintentionally or intentionally. Or if you're creating the drama because you're jealous that your significant other is spending time talking to people, look, that's why you're there. Right. So acknowledge why you're going there first. Mm-hmm. Why are we going to this place together? Mm-hmm. We're going there because there's a duty or a responsibility or a mission that somebody has to accomplish. Yes. What is the duty, responsibility, and mission of the other partner? And that is to be supportive and to exemplify the relationship. So acknowledge that, like that's the responsibility. And then how can I best do that? So put a strategy together. What are the ways or things I can wear? What, so ask yourself like, what kind of clothes should I wear? Come prepared. How should I conduct myself? What should I not be doing? Um, when I meet people, look them in the eye with confidence. Ask them good questions. After you perfect that, you just take 100% of the pressure off of the situation and you actually get to know a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And now you come into these meetings and our members, owners, customers, team members, you're part of the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. You're not outside of it. And people actually enjoy talking to you more than they do me because... Well, that's not true. People love talking to Brandon. It's like, you know, he gets hounded in a good way in these meetings. Uh but yeah, you're giving you're giving very good tips and pieces of advice. The other thing I'm going to say is this: when you're focused inwardly, mm. you think all this stuff is happening to you. Um, it's not. It's happening around you, and it's happening to everybody. So you either insert yourself into the flow of fear, insecurity, and drama, or you extract yourself out of it. But I assure you, if you have more than three, four, five people in any environment, that flow is going, and you have to choose to get into it, or you can choose to extract yourself out of it. And a lot of people unintentionally fall into it through communicating and not being conscious or aware that they're getting pulled into something that they just assume not get pulled into. Yeah, I, I think I, I have a little bit of a different spin on that. To me, there's this limiting belief out there that so many of us besides people like you feel and that is that we're just a part of something but we're not participating in something and what one of the greatest things I'll say so many great things over the course of the show because I know almost every episode so far I've said one of the greatest things you've ever taught me but there are just so many so this is another one one of the greatest things you've taught me is I have every opportunity as does anybody else to be in the flow, to participate, to actively move conversations, interactions, 
the mission forward. I, I don't need to just sit in any meeting or in any conversation and let it happen around me or to me. Like I, I can create where that's going. And I, I will, I'll never forget. I was talking to your, your president of your company. It was a couple of years ago when we were at a, uh, a convention in Germany for the hearing care space. And I said, Mason, the most transformative thing about Brandon is not that he is the smartest person in the room. And in most cases, he's not the smartest person in the room. There's somebody that technically knows how to do something. And Brandon technically doesn't know how to do things. He's not a web guy. He's not a technology guy. But what Brandon does so well is he recognizes, and it might just be from being an entrepreneur and having that mindset. That's probably why you're an entrepreneur. You have the mentality that you are there to change things. You are not going to let a project go on that isn't going down the right path, or you're not going to let money be spent that shouldn't be spent. But you you put yourself in play and you can't help yourself. Like if something's going wrong, you're going to fix it. You're not going to play games. You're not going to make politics around it. And why? how we can bring this back to talking about meetings is... That me having to go to meetings is not something that's happening to me. I could choose to be at home right now, and that's an option, and you and I could talk about that if the situation made me so uncomfortable that I just didn't want to participate. That would be a lame option, and honestly, I don't think we would stick together if that's the type of mentality I took. For a while there, the easiest mentality to take is to just kind of show up and just kind of hang on you and not develop any relationships and just kind of be guarded. Well, that, that only works to a certain extent, but that's letting still things happen to you. Well, and the people around you see it, and they think you're needy, and they think you're fearful, and they think because you're insecure. You, I, because, because I would be all of those it. things, yeah. You're projecting it. Right, yeah. and and I th- in many points in our relationship, I have felt that way. It's through the process of being able to launch this blog that allows me at least the conversation to where like I'm out. like People know who I am, what I'm about, and that gives me a lot of confidence. But the third option that I've grown into is being able to say, look, these are team members that are helping all of us succeed. I want to know them. I want to spend more time with them. I want to engage with them and not just not just exist outside or like next to you in these situations. Like I can do anything I want with the people here. I can get to know them and ask them questions. I might not know everything about audiology. I don't have to feel feel afraid that I'm going to look stupid. But even bigger to that, to your point, is it's not about me. None of this is about me. It's not about how I look when I show up here. It's not about what I say. It's about how I make people feel. But it, it's about how we're all collectively creating something and how we can move that thing forward. And yeah, so everything's energy, right? Yes. So you're either contributing to the positive energy yes. or you're contributing to the negative energy. You're either taking positive energy in or you're taking negative energy in. I think there's a bigger thing here for people that find themselves constantly in a struggle mindset. Uh, it's because they're inviting that into their life. And... and and it's a choice. So the more equipped you are, the more armed you are, the more you practice something, the more you communicate about something, the more you teach yourself how to do something, a skill set that that works for you, the more your confidence goes up. And I don't think it's my job, nor do I think it's your job, to build my confidence or your confidence in these situations. It's our individual job to build our confidence. We, and we can either add to that and multiply it or amplify it, or we can detract from it. So therefore, if I'm treating you poorly in front of people, like, oh, this is just my dumb girlfriend, right? I'm causing the situation for you to be viewed by others disrespectfully. 
Conversely, if you're like, he's not giving me enough attention when you know I'm here because I am serving 300 people. Mm-hmm. Like, this is my job. It's my life. It's my passion. Yes. So being respectful of each other, edifying each other, and then letting each other go. Like the one thing I really appreciate about you is I don't ever worry about where you're at or what you're doing. You're doing what you want to do. And if you're talking to people, you have standards that you conduct yourself by, and you always make me look better. It doesn't mean you have to know anything about what I do, because there are a lot of spouses at this meeting who feel the same way you feel. Mm. There are a lot of people at this meeting who are just real authentic people who just want to meet new people. And so people go to these events or in your daily routines, you how you conduct yourself will be what you attract into your life. So if you're living in a situation where you have drama or you're f- afraid, you're, you're causing that. Mm-hmm. That's your energy that you're putting out there. Yes. So I would just encourage people in general, if they're living with that fear and anxiety or stress, to make a conscious choice to start doing something different, to move that off their plate and choose a different path. And that's the advice and guidance I've given you over the years. It's the advice and guidance I've given my team members because most of my team members, this is the first job they ever had. They've been with me for 9, 10, 15 years, Mm -hmm. and they've had to grow through. Can you imagine being 23 years old Yes. trying to convince a 50-year-old professor who's been in business for themselves for 30 years to change their thinking so they can change their doing and change their ma- lives. And changing their lives. Like, I can't imagine. You know it. I, right? I, I was in. I was doing that. You taught me how to do that. That's right. So, so it's a learning process. Mm-hmm. And if you're not intentionally learning and growing, then you're part of the problem. So we have been on this podcast for almost forty minutes. We're almost at the forty minuto marque. Brandon is. Well, it looks like we only have one camera angle, so right. I hope we look great on that. Uh, let me just recap kind of what I'm hearing both of us say, and then we'll wrap her up. Uh, what we didn't talk about is what to wear. Can we just quickly talk about this? Because I mentioned it early on. I think you made a great point. Maybe I made the great point. One of us made a great point about it doesn't matter. Like, it's not about you. So what you wear doesn't really, like, it, that's that shouldn't be the primary concern or issue. What I, my philosophy has always been, um, I, I've had some interesting experiences with people saying different things on both ends of the spectrum, right? You need to wear pantyhose and, and be cover your knees. Uh, other people just, I don't know, people that think that they're self-appointed experts that have given me advice on what I should or shouldn't do. Here's my philosophy. I wear what I feel comfortable in. I wear what I feel great in. Sometimes is it not necessarily work corporate appropriate? Sure. I don't know that you could, you know, walk into uh, JP Morgan and be able to wear some of the things that I wear. They might be tighter or shorter or whatever. But I, I never come at these events trying to look sexy or to take the attention away from what we're trying to do. Uh, and I don't spend too much time concerned about that. I think, I think your point is. What is my point? Be present, be prepared, and don't do things that cause others to amplify your fears. Yes, but I would like to say, I like I like us to look nice. Like we look much nicer at these types of events than we do when we're just at home. Uh, I 
I put extra effort in because I want things to go well. I want to feel the best that I can feel and I want to wear things that are flattering and that make me feel freaking awesome to just conquer whatever I need to conquer. So whether that's putting lipstick on, whether that's, I mean, it's usually always wearing some sort of four inch heels. Um, so I do put a little bit more energy into just making sure that I'm feeling great because I know that this is an environment where I can find myself feeling insecure. Uh, you always look great. I mean, I think here, here again, it goes to the reason I'm with you is because you're aware, you're conscientious, and you're intentional. Those are qualities that people can choose to have. I think what your bigger point here is can dress. You stop telling me what my bigger point is. I like, can just make a different point. Don't tell me my bigger point because you're making it seem like I don't have my point. So just, I'm sorry. Just uh, say it in a different way. I, I'm sorry. I would never say something intentionally that would minimize the contribution you're making to everybody <laughs> Thank else's you, life. Thank you, poo poo. Okay. So, but the, the, what I'm hearing. There you go. Good what job. What I'm hearing you say is dress for the occasion and don't do things. I, I see people try to stand out when they're already nervous about standing out and then they do things that draw more attention to themselves like blend in you know if you're going to a nightclub dress for a nightclub if you're going to a business meeting dress for a business meeting if you're going to business casual dress business casual blend into what everybody else is doing and don't put yourself in a position where you're magnifying whatever you're already insecure about well maybe i would i i might actually disagree with you on that one i wouldn't say that we ever blend in in environments like this that's because we're hot we're cool <laughs> What? It's true. Like No, I like my advice what? actually would not be to blend in. That wouldn't be my first place to go to in, in giving advice around this. It would probably be more similar to wear what you feel great in. If you feel great in like a mini skirt, maybe save the mini skirt for the nightclub. If you feel great in like leather pants with heels and a nice blouse that just fits you well, you're not like busting out of it. Wear that, like feel great in that. So what if they're leather pants? Like you can rock leather pants in these types of environments, but just like own it. Don't have it be somebody else's style. Have it be your style and feel freaking great and make that be the point so that you feel great so that you can just not think about it and give back. So with that, to briefly, briefly, briefly recap. Do you think uh, people like listening to this podcast where we just tell each other how great each other I'm are sure they love it. and how much we love each other and how well, excited we are about each other? The crazy thing, and maybe people won't actually appreciate this, but because they don't actually see us behind closed doors, look, our, like everything isn't rosy all the time and we definitely bicker, get in arguments or have disagreements about things, which they're, they're normally some one of our faults. Uh, but for the most part, like... If people get sick of hearing us talk about how, like, this is how we really feel. This is not staged. No, we didn't have any sort of prep before we just got on and started talking about this. These are very real experiences that we've learned from. And I think this goes back to why I even wanted to do this to begin with is nobody is sitting here telling you this is this is how you can do this. And this is one way to be successful at this. We have been successful at this. And for, for us to be able to say look, I think you're amazing, Brandon, and for you to come back at me and say, Natalie, you're amazing too. It's not a matter of just, you know, propping each other up. It's we also saw where we started and we can appreciate how far we've grown and how far we've pushed each other over the years to get to where we're at. And I can't even imagine what 10 years or 20 years is going to look like. And I hope that if I was somebody listening to this, what I would want them to take from that is like I, they need to find a relationship like this. They need to work hard at a relationship like this so that they can reap the benefits of being able to feel this way. Uh, things might happen and challenges are going to arise and it, this might be just like a 
a flowery time or maybe it's just always going to be what our life is like. But like, I'm not saying that everything's always going to be this way, but right now this is, this is where we're at in our cycle. We're very happy. We're excited about the future and we're growing and we're so in, in sync. I think your bigger point is, Ugh. okay. <laughs> my bigger point is I'm kicking you off my show. No, here's the thing. <laughs> You're doing this because you weathered insecurities, fears, other people projecting things on you. And you've been through the cycle and we've come out stronger to where I don't even think that happens anymore. I think people think we're a power couple. Like, I don't think anybody, when they meet us, I don't think they think, oh my gosh, look at the age. They're like, these two have got their act together. But it didn't feel that way at the beginning. It didn't even feel that way six months ago. It didn't feel that way six months ago. The reason it feels that way now is because we have consciously and intentionally moved into a place where we're developing together and working together and building our confidence together. There's so this no- is sharing with people that you can work into that. Like yeah, you, you didn't start just, here. We didn't. We did. We did not fucking start here. Let me put that on the record. We did not start here. We grew here. We grew here very yeah. intentionally. And, and so I think the reason you're doing this is to give confidence to people that you can grow yes. to where you want to be yes. and to not allow little things along the path or little thinking people. Mm-hmm. To pull you off of your dreams or your love for one another. That's that, that's what I think in the context of this whole thing, it would have been very easy to concede or submit to the naysayers or the drainers that were trying to pull us away from each other to points where we were even asking, should we think of doing something different? Or And we'd find ourselves in that mind space getting depressed because of what other people are projecting and yet we had an amazing life. So I think for me, uh, what I'm proud that you're doing here is you're sharing your journey of where you've gotten to today. But what we don't want to do is dismiss or discount the cost that you've paid to get here. But that cost has made you stronger. That's made me stronger. Absolutely. And there's only good to come. So let's wrap her up. Awesome. Thanks we... for having me on your show. Thank you for coming on Charge our show. Charge $1.29 a minute. 50 minutes so gotta pay up 60 bucks richer nice all right until next week guys have an amazing week and we'll come back at you when we have new stuff to talk about we're always going to have new stuff to talk about that's for certain thank you for including me you're welcome for being included bye everybody